I'm gonna go back to the to the first time when I was actually homeless and I lost everything for the first time. That was the darkest place in my life. Like I literally, and I was telling you, I remember waking up in the morning and not seeing color. That's how like, and and I literally people, you know, I I talked to to family and friends like you didn't see color. I said I remember going through the day and not noticing any color in the world. I really really didn't. And um, and then when I got introduced to ET. At that point, I was sort of at a, in my life where I had nothing else to do, nothing else to, you know, I was like, might as well look into this guy. Maybe he can help me, you know, just motivate me and give me some encouragement because I'm just, I'm in a black hole. You know, within two years, I've made a real good name myself in the industry. In fact, I was traveling, training other instructors all over the United States. And then, uh, and then uh, I uh, left the corporate industry world and opened up my own with some partners. And that's when I hit rock bottom again. And I lost everything. And this time, I had just gotten married <laughs> and lost everything. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We've got a great one in store for you. In case you happen to miss the last episode, here's a quick snippet, and then we will get on to the show. Oh, my God. You do ask tough questions. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to use the word scalability. This helped me a lot in my business. So let's see if this is helpful. Basically, we're talking about are you growing at the rate you want to be growing without chilling yourself? without working 80 hours a week on your business when you gave up a miserable job so that you don't work 80 hours a week. Okay, let's simplify it. Scalability. The business has to scale or it will eventually fizzle out. You as a human being have to scale. So you need to understand how to scale what you offer and how it then, you know, results in the income and the profit and, and bottom line for you. And so... I started out, most coaches do, I started out charging by the hour and selling very small packages, thinking that is absolutely the ceiling for someone at my level. And I was killing myself. I had so many clients. I was working so many hours. Naturally, I started to resent coaching. We have Wilton Rogers with us today. And Wilton Rogers is a phenomenal entrepreneur, over six six businesses and five different industries. And we're going to have him introduce himself, but I'd like to have him start off with telling us a little bit about his story, and then he can go into a little bit more of an introduction of what he's working on. Uh, so, Wilton, welcome to, the, welcome to the show. Hey, man. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's an honor, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. So, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. So, let, let's start off here. We want to get to your story. Tell us, here's one thing I thought was really interesting. You stated that... Uh, one of the things that you are focused on is helping to inspire those in the darkness, be able to see the light again. So start off right from right, right at the, right at the depth. Tell us a little more about what that, what that means. What is the, what is some of the the tough experiences that you had that brought you to where you are? that got you to actually, you know, say that you want to help inspire others that are in darkness to be able to see the light again. 
Well, I think, uh, you know, with me being the darkness, the way I see it is that, you know, we all go, go to a point in our lives where we're in that depressed mode. And we might, we might not call it depression, I call it, you know, I, I just remember calling it a, a dark place. I saw black and white, I couldn't see color. How, that's how bad I felt life was. And, and I think like now, <clears throat> so many people are fighting that, especially I've been helping businesses there's a lot of businesses that aren't growing because they're, they're in that, that area where it's sort of, maybe not that dark, but they're in an area where they know they can't grow. And so, and usually it's just, you know, a mental switch and, uh, and sort of get them on a different path to sort of continue um, with their vision. So, you know, my whole thing is to really show people how, how easy it really is to get out of the, the, the darkness and into the light pretty fast. And I've, I've, I've I've hit the rock bottom twice. So, okay. so uh, you know, um, but it, being able to understand where I want to go, sort of, um, I know the the mental part that we're, what it takes, what you need to do to prepare yourself to be able to to uh, conquer those hills and start seeing the light. So that's sort of what I was sort of going with that. Great. Tell us about that. Tell us about those bottoms. What did those look like? What happened? Um, well, I was in the, you know, I, I owned businesses, um, and one business I had was a mortgage company. And I, when I, did, I, I flipped a lot of homes. I used to do a lot of flipping homes back in the early 2000s. And I did very, very well, man. I mean, you know, I lived a good life. I wasn't one of those that flashy. What, I mean, we had a comfortable, very comfortable life. And I used to reinvest. But all my investments were into properties, into, you know, things like that. And um, okay. fixer ups, fixer up, fixer uppers. And um, so when, and, uh, when that bottom, when, you know, when 2008 hit, um, a part, a couple partners of mine were actually. We just put a lot of money down for this property outside of um, outside of Albuquerque, and probably within long story short, within about three months, we, that money was gone. Like we were never going to see it again. It was gone, and um, you know um, that's because a lot of the businesses weren't allowing to, you to do certain loans. And at the time, we sort of already knew what loans. Even though we were good with all of our loans, we knew how to use what loans where for what project and, and, and turn it and flip it fast. Um, all those programs start cutting, getting cut. And uh, we're like, oh man, now we can't borrow money here. We can't borrow money there. So um, lost all my savings. Um, and uh, in fact, I had to file bankruptcy, <clears throat> lost my house, lost my car. I literally lost everything. And, uh, and I, I had to borrow a friend's Jeep um, because I, I, I didn't even have enough to, they wouldn't even let me, a rental apartment um, because I, they saw everything that was on my credit. So at that time it was real, you know, everybody was scared, I guess. And so I found a job and I, and so I just lived in the, in my Jeep for, for two weeks. And that's when I was introduced to a video about the, about Eric Thomas, you know, um, and he, so he told me he had gone to um, see Eric Thomas um, or Eric Thomas went to um, his old company and did a little presentation for him. And he was getting transferred to Albuquerque to work for at, at Intel. And he told me, "Hey, man, you remind me of Eric Thomas' personality. Yeah, look him up." Da, 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 da. And so I just started looking him up, and and I and I got hooked. And so okay. uh, <clears throat> you know, I went out, got out of that 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 part, and was able to work my way into the fitness industry and grew up. You know, within two years, I made a real good name myself in the industry. In fact, I was traveling, training other instructors all over the United States, and then uh, and then. Uh, I uh, left the corporate industry world and opened up my own with some partners. And that's when I hit rock bottom again. 
man, I lost everything. And this time, I had just gotten married <laughs> and lost everything. And, what, ha- what happened? Um, I had, I had uh, you know, I went in and, and pulled out my, uh, my savings and my retirement, what I already had, for what I, had, I had already built up from losing everything before and uh, invested into this company. And for, for a year and a half, man, we were booming. I mean, we had over a thousand members, uh, you know, in, a, in a, our fitness studio. I mean, we grew it over, I mean, it grew fast. And then all of a sudden we didn't have any money, our, our uh, you know, employees weren't getting paid. So I did a little research. So I was more of the marketing sales guy. I did more research and long story short, I told my one out because it's, it's not going to, um, you know, I know where this company's going. So they, they, they said they're going to buy me out. They bought me out. Um, they never paid me. Took them to court. And the day I was getting ready to um, go to court, he filed, they filed bankruptcy. And uh, the week before, he literally, literally closed the gym down without telling anybody and sort of ran off with everything. So uh, it was, yeah, it was pretty bad. Wow. And uh, so long story short, those are things that, that sort of went, went on in my life. And, you know, I don't, I don't blame anybody, honestly. I think it's just those are all learning experiences. And, uh, and I should have seen red flags uh, along the way. And I'm sure, you know, people probably in the back, in the back of the day when we were doing business with them, they probably said they should have seen red flags with me, you know. But, you know, at those points, those were rock-bottom parts. And, you know, I had a coach like, uh, like E.T. sort of um, get me out of there and, and, and get me to where I'm at today. Wow. Well, that when, – when you said you'd recently been married at that time to how, how long had you, I guess, been married? And then the like, – like, We got married in April. I left there in July. Wow. April, yeah. May, June, July. Like three or four months. Four months. That's that is yeah. tough. Yeah. Okay, so I guess what what did you learn from I guess from both experiences? I think they were similar and they're totally different. And, and I think the best the one the one thing I learned the most important thing I learned out of both of them is the first time is to really um, prepare myself for the future. You know, um, you know because a crash is going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. It might not happen in our time, which I think it will. Um, but a crash is going to get happen again. Something's going to happen too. It's going to stir up everything again. And I got to prepare, prepare myself and prepare my family for that. So that's what I learned from that first one. The second one is more, um, you know, um, I went into business with, you know, the top, other top fitness instructors in, 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 in town that had a great reputation. And uh, which was my thing, like, oh, we get all together. We're going to do great. But not really anybody, you know, we're, that that part we were on the same level. When it came down to business, we were on a totally different level. Everybody's on a totally different level. Okay. So I think the second time around, I was like, if I'm doing business with people, I got to make sure that I understand them, they understand me, and we're on the same page before we, you know, we dot those eyes and cross the T's. So um, that's one thing that I learned going into business to make sure that those collapses don't help to happen to me again personally. Now, how would you then go about structuring your approach to going into business with somebody else? in the future, making sure that they're sort of on the same page and to be able to interact with them to, to, to get that clarity. I think um, the way I do business now is just like this, you know, um, be honest with you, talking to you and knowing the things that you do, um, there might be some things that I can collaborate with you that I can work with you on that I know that's going to, you know, we're going to be able to help out others together. So um, I think knowing that person, seeing that person's work, having a, a some kind of business personal relationship with them um, is more important to me because that is more trust 
that you know their character and and, and you know each, basically know each other uh, almost like like friends but your business partners you can trust them so i think you know building that network that, that i'm that i'm building now and getting to know certain individuals is the way i'm really going to try to you know that i'm looking to build my my businesses right now because um you got to trust somebody you work with and you got to really know that they're going to have your back and they're going to have their back and i've been finding a lot of that with the people i've been networking with lately i don't limit my i don't limit myself to to local i'm, I'm going you know everywhere to really um, find some good people to go after it and pick yourself back up to go after another business you've had six businesses uh, you currently have a business. You actually have, you have two businesses right now, correct? It's two. I have, I, I'm working for one and I, and I have one, yes. Okay, yeah. okay. So where did you get this passion to say, so you would have had to have developed the passion earlier on or at some point to say, I'm going to be, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to do business. I'm going to be entrepreneurial. There's something that's been pulling you forward. So how did, how did that develop? How did you get the itch to say, I want to sort of do something myself? I want to produce. So where did that, where did that come from? That came at a very young age, man. I mean, I literally was, um, um, I think I was uh, eight or nine selling eggs. Um, I can't remember, I mean, I was young, but I was young enough to, to know that I'm making money selling eggs after church. You know, I had people lining up to, and I used to take a list every week and go back after church the next week and have, we used to have chickens, they used to live in a farm. So they used to lay probably about at least four or five dozen a day, you know, or, or more. Um, so I had, a lot of eggs and we couldn't eat them all. So I was just selling them. And I think I always loved that. And when I just got older, I used to cut wood to make a living. In fact, I have a scar right here where I had to get 75 stitches from a chainsaw. Chainsaw? <laughs> a chainsaw because I was, I, was I was cutting quartz of wood. So I always had that, that um, I, I, back then it was like, I want my, I want my own money because my parents used to work really hard. And, um, you know, they used to want to, you know, say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna give you some good basketball shoes. I'm gonna give you this, and they used to. They used to, and and I always wanted two pairs, or I wanted something else. So they they were coming to give, give me my stuff, buy my stuff, and then I would have my money to go get my get my whatever I wanted. Yeah, I was unlimited, and I sort of felt good at that age, being like, man, this is my own money, you know. So I've always been an entrepreneur by heart, you know, and, and uh, so any business that I've and that's what's crazy is like um, I've been in multiple um, corporations before, but I can never stay there. And the reason why is because um, I pretty much learn their system or what they do and I run with it. You know, I did in the mortgage industry, I did in the fitness industry, you know, I did in, in the cellular phone industry, you know, um, I did it in, now I'm doing it in, in, the, in the technology and software industry. You know, I didn't do it in the hotel industry, but um, I learned a lot from being in there. And, but I always, felt like, oh, I can get more, I can do more, I can touch more people in a different way. Um, so that's sort of why I sort of um, learned what I could from certain industries and then branched out and, and, and became an entrepreneur. So I've always had the entrepreneur heart since, man, since, you know, I was a very, very young kid. That's pretty cool. It reminded me of sort of what I think I got interested really in, in sales, which I think has led me to an unorthodox approach to everything is that I, I was in like middle school and we had a, we had an, we had an, we had an event uh, where they brought in people to basically, they said, Hey, here's a poster. You have all these prizes and we want you guys to go out and you can offer magazine subscriptions to people in your neighborhood or these other things. And uh, you go, you know, go out and you get these number of sales, you get these different, uh, these different types of prizes. And so we went out and, 
um, I ended up actually going door to door and going through all these neighborhoods and came back. I ended up being like the top, the top salesperson there uh, for the, for the school. And we won all these things, got these prizes. But I realized as I was going through that if I just knocked on enough doors, I would get sales. And I was like, <laughs> this is like a, this is like a scientific algorithm. This is just something crazy. You know, all I have to do is talk to 10 people and I get, I get sales. So it's just like a, it's like a system. That was my first thing that just went off that said, wow, this is a system and I could, I could, I could work on this. And uh, yeah, and then it got me really focused on the systems of being able to approach people. And, and uh, that happened at a young age for myself. And that was super impressionable. I thought, wow, I can really build on this. This is crazy. I Absolutely. Get a lot of stuff. And I think learning that data right away at a young age gives you an advantage. Cause see, I didn't have that, that mindset. Like, like you did, like, okay, I can 10 of them, you know, I can, I can, out of those 10, I saw five, this is my percent I'm going to get. I, w I didn't think that way at all. I think that hurt me, <laughs> you know, not knowing those numbers, um, you know, knowing, knowing exactly, okay, if I did 20 today, percentages, I'm going to do this and I'll be able to continue. I didn't learn that till later, you know, I just, you know, so um, that's, uh, that was good that you learned that at an early age. I learned that later on, even though we still, still have the same love for selling, um, my whole total approach was different, and uh, and it caused a lot of a lot of learning a, a lot of learning curves. <laughs> well, it, it's taken me a long time to get relational with my, with my selling. I might have been too technical for a long time without the yeah. relational part. But uh, so so tell us. So with the the corporate jobs, I think that there's could you could you pick from there to say these are some of the the core things that I took from this company or this company or this experience, here's some of the things that I really learned and I learned to implement things I learned not to do and things that I learned to do that I took to my entrepreneurial approach. What would those be for you? Could you pick some of those out and share some of those? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the most important thing for me to, that I've, I've gotten out of um, each corporation is um, really structure, um, having some kind of structure um, in, in, in place and um, having a team that you trust that can, can um, communicate with you what's going on. That way that you don't, you know, you know that nothing's, there's no, nothing hidden and there's, it's always an open door. And, and then, you know, um, good and bad, we gotta get, work this out together. So having that trust where you don't have to feel, you know, scared to talk to a boss and get fired type personality um, really helped out. And, and, and corporations that I worked for were pretty much like that. I mean, honestly, they were, they, you know, probably, probably after I left the building, they probably cussed me out a couple times because things I told them what I wanted to do, but they were very respectful and I learned that. Um, and one thing that I, that I would say I, I, I took away from not, uh, that I'm, I'm implementing now is, is um, caring more for my employees, um, caring more for um, them first. I, it's not the customer first, it's my employees first. Now, and the reason why is because I know my employees, I trust them. And if they tell me that something happened, I'm going to believe them, whether it's good or bad. Hopefully, if they did something bad, they can admit to it. So I'm, gonna, I'm always going to have their side first. But it's not only that part, but it's also making sure that they, they know that you care for them. You know, one thing I'm getting ready to do, I haven't told anybody this yet, so um, is now that I'm bringing on um, um, some ages onto, onto my team, um, you know, um, as a welcome to, to the team, they're gonna all get um, a bottle of wine shipped to their house with a business card saying, thank you, enjoy your bottle of wine, we look forward to working with you. You know, cause I want them to know that, hey, 
this is going to be fun. You know, we're going to have a lot of good times together doing this. And so I think caring about for the employees is so important because when you do that, um, you know, um, your, your, uh, your, your energy and your level of production is a lot, lot higher. Retention's a lot lower. Um, and they love what they do because, you know, even if they don't get paid, you know, what they want to get paid right then, just because of the atmosphere and, and everything else, like, dude, they're not going to find this anywhere else. You know, why am I going to leave? Um, that's why, that's why I try to, that's what I'm trying to build now. Um, because those, that's why I try to, I try to do my other businesses, making sure that they, that they knew that they, it was hard to leave because they really loved it there. Got it. You know, that, those are all, that all sounds, uh, very helpful and would take time to, to learn those lessons. I almost think that within a lot of the bigger corporate settings too, that one of the reasons you might want to go set up your own, your own thing is that you realize that there are some people that are, are, are not necessarily playing at that level and they're just not willing to change, but there's so much bureaucracy within the, within the, uh, within the larger organizations where maybe they can't move, you know, they can't move them or you want to have more, more control over, uh, being able to set up that type of uh, that type of atmosphere to produce more, uh, I think. Have you, did you have you noticed that within some of the other organizations? I think um, outside of what I told you, I think that is the. I knew that going into most of the corporations, so my I, I try to learn as much as I could, and when I knew um, I couldn't go any further, I'm out. Or I know I can learn anymore, I'm out because those were that was the main roadblock. That was it. You know, that was the biggest roadblock in corporations. But I always knew that because I wasn't at the top of the corporations, that eventually I'm going to hit that roadblock. Does that make sense? Um, so at that point where I knew where, okay, I can't not make a difference anymore. Um, you know, it's, it's very political. Uh, you know, this person has been doing the same thing for 20 years and I didn't listen to you. When it came to that point, I knew it was time for me to sit down and say, okay. But I... But I knew that going in, so I sort of already been training myself all those different steps. So when I got to that point, that when I walked away, I'm like, I don't, I'm going to continue on. I'm going to go from here, and I've already built, a, a, you know, a network of people that that I can do business with. So that was probably the main thing. Okay, you mentioned network. So how did you, how have you, how have you focused at growing your network throughout this to where you could launch six businesses? I think. Um, <laughs> It was funny because uh, I'll, I'll go back before there was really a lot of internet. And I tell you, what, what I, I was working at a fitness studio and I was a manager at a fitness studio, okay? And um, I wasn't even teaching yet. And, uh, and one, of the man one of the instructors said, you, be, you have a good personality, you should teach, da, da, da. I said, I'll take this class and I'll see what happens. And I took the class, um, I enjoyed it, and then I started getting people in the class. And, uh, you know, a couple people here and there, four or five people in the class. And, uh, and then I just started the same thing. I was like, okay, what do they need? You know, so I would, I would ask them, you know, I would, when they walked in, hey, how things going on? My knee hurts, this and this. And I just asked them questions. And, um, and then I would go back and I would do my workouts. And I'm like, when I'm doing my workouts, I'm thinking, okay, well, this one, Sarah said that her knee hurts. So I do have her do this. It's my helper and I can do that. So I started thinking about the instructors. <clears throat> I mean, about the, 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 the uh, members. And so when my, those five came in and we started dancing and we started working out and I'm like, all right, remember this knee, put that knee forward right here, push through the heel, don't put any pressure on here. I will also walk through the process over here, the shoulder, if your shoulder's hurting, do not go past this right hand. And I just start 
teaching them I was and I and now I'm making fun, play good music, and everything was in a rhythm. So I would go home every night and practice like I was teaching a class. You know, and 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 uh, and it, and, it, and if and my my older kids when they were living with me, they were all in a different bedroom. Like, what are you doing? This is like, so I was in my room in or in the living room, just pretending I was talking to people because I was thinking about those um, those um, those students, those members. And pretty sure, pretty soon they started loving it. They started telling their friends. They started telling their friends. And I kept doing the same thing. And I just found that easier way to do it. And within four months, um, and it never been done at, the, at any of the studios here. Um, they had to sign up for my, well, they had to stand in line because this studio, they couldn't do it. They, they had to stand in line. So there would be a line of people that they would come like an hour early because they'd come an hour early. They're not, they weren't getting in my class. And, uh, and so, and it was all because I found ways to interact with them and find out things and just in conversation, hey, what brings you to the gym? And they start telling me, I'm like, okay, Steve said that his, you know, that he's having bad, bad backs, you know, bad back because he's been, you know, he's been lifting stuff forever. So I used to write all these things down and then and Steve, okay, I remember that one. I'm going to, going to do this move for today and I'm going to go to him. And then during class, I'll be like, okay, remember Steve, you're seeing your back hurts. I want you to do is do this, do this, do this. Everybody else will put a little bit of fire into it, you know, so. And I would just make it very interactive. And, and even to this day, I ran into a, a lady. I haven't, I haven't taught probably in five years, whatever. It's, 10, it's been a long time. I can't remember. And she's like, Wilton, she goes, I still miss your classes, you know, and still miss them. So really um, networking was a way was touching, finding out what they needed first, helping them whatever you could help them with. And, and you just did your homework on them and you did what you need to do to help them out. And, and, and honestly, Without any try, without anything coming, trying to come back to you, is honestly help them out. And when you did that, it just sort of tenfold. And I wasn't even trying to do it. I was really trying to say, you know what, I want, I want to help you guys, you know. And it just grew, and it just grew. So it, that's why I sort of try to be, um, um, use, build my network. And now that I've been involved with you here on, on Mastery, LinkedIn Mastery, and uh, you've got me involved with the with the with, with others, you know, it all started honestly. You and I reached out when I first moved back to New Mexico, and that's how it all started. And you gave me right. information, and and it, and it, it snowballed from there. And and now I'm doing the same thing in a different way with the network that I'm doing now. And you know, when I first started off with you, I think I had like 300 people on LinkedIn as connections, and I think now I have a couple thousand. And I, you know, it, it's pretty crazy how it ha- how it's happening. But it's the same concept. We're just taking it to the world now instead of to you know, one location, you know. It's, it's crazy the way that the world has even gotten smaller now and the, the ability to, to network at scale and create so many different assets to be able to engage and help people is, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's really just mind-blowing. You know what's mind-blowing? It's, it's mind-blowing when you're actually doing it. When, you know, because I remember, like, the conversation that you and I are having now I've heard it before with other people, like, man, when you start using the internet and you start doing this, it's mind blowing. Like, okay, cool. Right on. <laughs> you know, and, and it, you know, it's like, cool, I believe it, but you know, I don't really have time for it or whatever the case may be. But when you're in it and you really see it happening, it's really mind blowing. You, know? you know, I have to say this. I keep on getting this all the time. Now I, sh- I showed, so, so yesterday I, or actually no, today I showed somebody a signed copy of this book. I, I 
I, so I went out to this event. It literally took me a year to get out to this event. I've been trying to go in person to this event for a year to try to meet some people. And I finally had this opportunity. It was just too overwhelming. I couldn't, I had to make it happen. It was a, uh, there's an organization here called Nehemiah Project and they had this event. It was a biblical entrepreneurship graduation. Uh, people presented their, uh, their Christian business plan uh, and it was graduation. And there's from there, they're gonna be going somewhere else to basically present their business. But it was also a, an event where they were focused on, um, on, uh, on creativity and innovation, innovation conference and biblical entrepreneurship graduation. So they had there a keynote speaker who was the former 20 year chaplain of the Washington Wizards. So the thing really? is, it, yeah, so Joel A. Freeman. So the thing is for me to go to this, there happened to be the, the even the opportunity to go to this, I got invited by uh, essentially uh, one of the, the directors for Nehemiah Project who actually will be uh, doing a podcast here in just a bit. So mm -hmm. keep your eyes out for that. Okay. But so literally she invited me there. She does some things with LinkedIn. She invited me, but there happened to be uh, another person that I've been trying to see for like a year that does some other networking things here. So anyways, went uh, and ended up meeting. It was a great thing. I connected with all these different people. Um, that was in one particular place. So the thing is, I ended up actually being able to connect then with Joel A. Freeman and got his book, got a picture, got things signed. And then I remember going back to the office and uh, nobody is networking at, the, at this scale there. And, you know, one of the things that they asked, I said, hey, check, check this out. Look at this book. Like, this is super crazy cool. And they're like, how do you have time to do this? Like, how are you at, like all these things that you're doing and everything? How do you have time to do it? And ultimately I, my response, my thought is I have to do it. Like this is necessary. And you know, the, the amount of time it may take to go and to network, whether it's in person or online, you're building these assets and you're sharing value like you knew because you connected and you really connected with those people within your class that this person had a knee problem. Mm -hmm. This person had a back problem. And then you research to find out information to provide for, for them to help them online. You can do that at scale. Right. And you almost have to, if you think about really taking your business growth serious and just trying to figure out some of these puzzle pieces and how to do it, then yes, I think then it's almost like a wave. Then you have to learn how to, just like with a business, I think is learning how to systemize it, manage it, not let it take over. And it's a, that's a, it's a whole other beast. But I think that's really with entrepreneurship and these systems, when you get into doing your own thing, you got to figure out how to manage these pieces. Right, right. And I, and, and I think that's where... Um you know, a lot of networking house because I met people that I know how to sort of streamline a lot of little things, especially things that I've been doing now, which I'll share with you later. Um, but a lot of the, the, the network people I've been networking with that are specialties in those areas have given me free information on what to do in order for me to streamline sort of things. So I've been reaching out to people already on LinkedIn saying, hey, I'm doing this, you know, I'm doing this, this training module, I'm doing this and this, I need your assistance. I mean, I know you do this. Can I get some ideas on what you think I should do here? Oh, sure. Then here's check this out. This is my old thing. And they'll send me information. Does that help? Uh, absolutely. So I think um, networking with people um, and finding out their strengths have really helped me streamline 
on my project a lot faster than I even thought possible. So that's great. Yeah. I think that's a that's a really good feedback. Strategically, intentionally connecting and managing your time with who you're connecting with. That's key. It is very key. Now, uh, and when you're going about that, is there a structured way that you know to kind of outline who you want to connect with? Like if you go to an event or if you're going online, do you have like, do you have a list of who you need to connect with or do you organize this in, a, in any particular way? Right now, <clears throat> I'm not. It, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm sort of um, building um, my backend process of, of my company. And so I already know what, what I need for everything. Um, I'm just looking to find out who are those professionals in those areas that support, can give me their input or their expertise on different routes I should take. So I already have a vision of where I want to take my business and I'm just along my path of my vision, I'm finding those people that can help me put me, keep me on that path or keep, on, save me, keep me on that path without me having to go off and find, find things on my own or learn things on my own. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Mastery, where entrepreneurs go to network and learn how to attract their ideal clients via LinkedIn and broker powerful connections worldwide. Be sure to visit us at LinkedIn Mastery on Facebook. Be sure to replace the Y with three E's and join us at LinkedIn Mastery. What, so what are you working on right now? What are you, you know, how did you get started with it? Why are you passionate about it? And what are sort of the next steps with what you're doing and what's been interesting? These are a little too many questions. So I got tell, it. Tell, us, tell us about it. <laughs> well, what I'm working on now, I work for a company called Diversify Robotic. Um, my brother was a one, is a founder. Um, he was an engineer for AT&T for years. Um, him and some other amazing, talented engineers built this process uh, or this is a process called Robotic Process Automation, RPA. But they've only done it for Fortune 500 companies. He, he was the, the main guy. He helped AT&T blow up because of all the ways he made that company automated. Well, he knew all his engineers that knew how to do the same thing for other Fortune 500 companies. So they built this company um, to help the SMB market offer the same service. And long story short, what it does, any, anything a person could do behind a computer can be automated. And it has nothing to do with software. It's a digi- basically a digital employee. So they had a great program and they had some great data. So they brought me in here in here to try to sell it and market it. No one had ever done it for the SMB market. It's still, you know, it's, this is brand new. You know, we're the pioneers in this industry. And um, the companies that we've been bringing on have been have been um, great, but delivering that message and that might, because there's a different mindset you're talking to when you talk to, to SMB compared to corporate world because they understand the technology. So it was very skeptical. So long story short, we got it. We finally, um, after a year of, of roadblocks and, and hard times, we finally have a, we got a presentation and, and we, got, we have it down. We have our system down. I mean, it's like, it's like butter. Okay, so um, it works great. So now, um, you know, uh, it's, it's great giving people opportunities. But um, again, the engineer, I mean, the entrepreneur in me, every time I talk into a business and they're talking, to, you know, our, our RPA, we, we know can help out any business. So I walk in there, when we walk in there, even though RPA can help them, there's other parts of the business that need help. You know, marketing, um, you know, they're, they're, or there's their, um, their, their sales, and especially those areas, uh, you know, operations, how are you running things in the back? How are you, you know, uh, what's your customer service? So whatever areas that they really 
and those conversations come out where we're trying to, you know, automate their system. So now we're finding out little things like, like, you know what, this is what I do. I'm a consultant. I've run businesses. I understand what you're going through. So I, I built a team, um, you know, there's six of us now, four, five of us, um, total of six of us um, that are on my team now that are spread throughout the United States. And I'm getting ready to put up on my website next week. Um, but uh, that have all the same experience and work together. They're speakers, they're business entrepreneurs, they work in the corporate world, almost the same type of person, you know. So um, now when we're going in there, uh, we know we're going to have more RPA, which is what I'm work, working with, the Diversify Robotic. But now we're going in there offering consulting work. You know, we're helping them with marketing. We're helping them, um, you know, if they want to go in there and, and we're doing presentations, you know, um, you know, sales training. Um, you know, I, I have a presentation here that they want me to do for, for their employees just to sort of motivate them and get them fired up because, you know, the, 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 the chemistry is down, you know, and they, they, they want to get it up for 2019. So, um, you know, those are the things that, that, we, that I do and my team will do outside of this because when we get in there, we really find out what, uh, where they need that help. So that's why I started my company because um, there's a lot of businesses out there that have great ideas. Um, you know, I've had friends that have restaurants that had different businesses and they closed down. And after talking to them, it's not because they, they, they just didn't know how to run their business. They didn't know how to get people in the door, you know, and uh, for whatever reason it was, you know, I had, a, I was talking to a friend of mine that's just working on C on B2C, you know, he sells us, you know, this alkaline water stuff. And uh, I was like, B2B, I said, why don't you go to this business right next door? I said, dude, you should have two of these things in your office right now because it's going to help your, your employees because it's clear water. It's, it's you know, um, it's the best water you can get, excuse me, but you need to, you need to advertise to them. So I said, there's different ways that they really don't know how to really touch and just, and so what I'm looking to do is help businesses find out what their vision is, not change their vision, just show them an easier path to get there without them trying to figure out it on their own. Because I've been a business owner and, and I won't say it's an ego, it's more of like protection of my business. I'm like, no, I know more about my business. You know more about what you want to do for your business, but you don't know how, more about how to, to make sure that your vision can be bigger than what it is or to grow from where you're at. Because most people don't know that. They go on their business because they know they know more about, oh, I like this idea. I'm great at it. I'm, I'm going to do good because people are just going to know who I am and follow me and do this. And I, I cook good and I'm going to open my own restaurant. There's so much more that goes behind it, but it does not take a lot of work. I think they think it takes like forever. It's like, no, it's a blueprint. You, you figure out that blueprint and let me check in with you and let me follow you. Not do it. I'm going to show you, help you. And I'm going to, and I'm going to keep you on track of everything and, and, and get you there. So I think, my, my main thing is to really help out businesses, man, because um, so many business owners have beautiful ideas and they want to be business owners and they want to change the lives of their families and they want to live that type of lifestyle, but they get lost and they, and they end up spending 40, 50, 60, 80 hours a week, um, you know, keeping the doors open and there's an easier way to do it is to have to have the right people. And I, and I've, and I've grown over this year to really have a real, and I'm getting, it's getting bigger now um, network of people that I, I go, I still have coaches and people I talk to, um, that will help me if I have questions about, hey, I'm working with this company doing them. You know, I, I told them, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And we game plan. So that I have a lot of people that help me in the, in, behind the scenes. And I'm just trying to give that to business owners that really don't have the finances to hire, you know, you know, someone to come in here and do something for them. It's like, okay, let me just show you first and let me get your ideas and we'll go from there. So 
not really at the Charlie Help but business to scale the business. Not to open this completely up, but when you did uh, have those those two uh, businesses that uh, that did fold and they failed, there are some mindsets that you know, probably within that point that you took on that were hard to sort of dig yourself back out of that you, you learned from. Could you could you share anything specific there that you think maybe like, hey, I shouldn't have thought in this particular way, and then specifically from some of the things. And I don't know if you would attribute it to working with ET that you learned there, but some of the specific new mindsets or routines, what did you, what, what did you implement that you really think helped bring you from there? So what some of those mindsets were that maybe were defeating or tough to come over to tough to, 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 to hurdle back over and then what you used to really pull yourself back up from there. Could you share on those two things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think um, I'm gonna go back to the to the first time when I was actually homeless and I lost everything for the first time. That was the darkest place in my life. Like I literally, and I was telling you, I remember waking up in the morning and not seeing color. That's all. Like, and and I literally, people, you know, I I talked to to family and friends. Like, you didn't see color. I said I remember going through the day and not noticing any color in the world. I really, really didn't. And um, and then when I got introduced to ET. At that point, I was sort of at a, in my life where I had nothing else to do, nothing else to, you know, I was like, might as well look into this guy. Maybe he can help me, you know, just motivate me and give me some encouragement because I'm just, I'm in a black hole. And the guru, you know, and then I started, after that, I started doing some more research on him and just little things here and there. And, uh, you know, he, he was, back then he was doing some consulting work, but, you know, I wasn't about ready to reach out because I couldn't even pay for a little apartment, you know, so, uh, I was just trying to find all the information and that guru tape kept coming out, kept coming out and kept motivating me. And I think that sort of kept me positive. I didn't know where I was going yet, but I was always walking into work positive. So I wouldn't walk in with any darkness when I walked through those doors when I was working the fitness studio. Cause I went from, when I was homeless, I was at a fit, I started working in the fitness industry and I was checking in people at minimum wage, you know, part-time, you know, and I was, I would live in my truck my Jeep and, and I would go shower at the gym. Like I was working out, I work out and then shower and get to work. You know, I was mm. taking all, all kinds of shifts so I, I can work as much as I could instead of staying out of my truck. And, um, and so I think that keeping that mindset, knowing that, you know, I was staying positive and trying to do, trying to make better of myself in the fitness industry. Um, within, within a year, I was assistant manager. I think uh, not even less, I think within a year I was a manager of the gym. And then, and then um, within six months, I was doing fitness studio. I was in the fitness and I was training instructors all over. So, you know, that, and at that point, um, I reached out to ET. And, um, and that's when he was sort of taking some, you know, consulting work and he was trying to get his, his, um, his um, universe off the ground on this. And, um, and I was, I think I was one of his first students in the universe, <clears throat> at, the, at the university and BT, I think it's B, BU University, um, uh, BU. And, uh, yep. and so, um, you know, in a lot of the material that he had in there, like, I really didn't have to talk to him too much. And he's always, he was always on this one. He was like getting very popular. And so he was going to different gigs and he would be talking to me and, uh, he's like, he's the airport. Yeah. He doesn't start talking to me and all of a sudden he's checking in. He's like, Oh yeah. Hold, hold on one second. Oh yeah. We got to do this. We got to do this. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. Well, yeah. Well, you got to do this. Well, you got to do this, 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 you know, <laughs> and I think like now I'm thinking back, it's like, dude, he probably talked to so many people like that. But, um, you know, for the long, for long, long story short is that, you know, that's where it all started. 
and and I kept using the university. And finally, I wore out the books. I wore out everything, and and all those really helped me grow. And I actually was able to start saving money, and that's when I happened to go into business with, with the second time around. And um, so, once I got a hold of him, and he changed my mindset, like really changed me how I was seeing things and how I needed to categorize and, and set goals, like literally set goals. And I was always writing set goals. I had my goals on the wall, but you know, nothing's really changing because there was a lot of things that had to go in between there that you didn't write out on the daily basis on, you know, um, you didn't structure out. And he helped me do that. He sort of put me in that path to do that. <clears throat> so I already had that positive mindset. <clears throat> and then, excuse me, and then he put me on that path. Man, I grew fast. And, and, you know, and no one even knew me in the fitness industry at all. Like I was a, and, and all of a sudden, I mean, people were just following me. People are just going to my classes and, and then, and then, Pretty soon, it was you had, to, you had to sign in the day before. You know, you had to call in the day before. Then you had to call in a certain time, and, and boom, boom, within 15 minutes, it was already it was already full. And but he sort of gave me that mindset to do that. So um, by saving that money and coming back the second time and losing everything, the only thing that I felt bad is that I had my wife, and I, I'm starting to bring her into this. But I and I, I already knew how I'm going to get out of this, and, and she's always tell me people are talking bad about you. They're telling you this. They're telling you, it's like, you know what? They're going to come back and say sorry later. And she was like, oh, I can't believe they're saying this. You know, it's not you. It's this and this. And I was like, they're going to come back and say sorry. They're going to worry about it. If they don't, they're going to, they're going to, when they see me, they're going to turn their head because they're going to be embarrassed because they were wrong. I already knew that, you know, years later, you know, I literally start. I mean, people will uh, unfriend me. And all of a sudden, a year later, you want to want to friend you and tell you sorry, this and this, and you know, and and I just knew it because I was like, I'm not doing it, you know. But I kept that positive mindset because he put me on that path. So it was all the mindset. Honestly, there was nothing. It kept me focused on what I wanted to do. I literally blocked out the haters. I blocked out the negativity. I blocked out all that stuff that would that would put any time away from me from growing. Like, I mean, if I I would rather sit down there. Uh, and read a, I'm reading a book than have my thoughts thinking about what these people are talking about because that a book is is empowering me. That book is 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 giving me the knowledge I need to grow forever. So um, I learned how to tune it out completely, like didn't bother me at all, and uh, and and allow me to scale a lot faster. So I go I got out of it pretty fast. In fact, um, I went when I was working for Marriott, I finished the, the top um, sales program within six months. You know, and, and then and the lady asking me, she wanted me to, you know, hopefully come back and, and teach them how to, how to, you know, sell, you know, Mary, and uh, I was like, you know, and that's when I walked away and started working with VR, but, uh, but yeah, so it was, it's all, it was all a mindset. You sort of have to sort of um, find out what that is and put that in, in perspective and then take action, take action, and that's it, and so. So now I see it. So that's helping inspire those that are in the darkness to be able to see the light again. It just came full circle from the very beginning of our conversation to right there. Yes. How did you that's see that? Awesome. <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I, I wanted to start from, well, I wanted to start with this, uh, this podcast episode really starting from something tough and which was a little bit awkward for me to do. But it's interesting how we went from right there, got, this was, we really got into a lot of really good stuff here. And it's interesting how it came, it came right back to there. Um, so that's super interesting. I appreciate it. Yeah. 
So that's my life, man. And, and, and uh, it's been a great, you know, honestly, um, I'm, now I'm opening it up to share that with everybody. In fact, this is my first time ever really sharing that. I shared a little video on LinkedIn a while back about my story, but this is actually the first, first time that I'm talking to anybody about it outside my circle, you know, live or in person. This is the first time I'm actually telling somebody about my past. And I think now is time because um, now I really have um, a lot to share with people. And I, and, and, I, and I know I can help. I know it can help. And so, uh, yeah, man, this is the first time. So, Wow, I feel, I feel, I mean, that, uh, that, that means a lot, man. That's, that's really, that's really cool. I appreciate that. No, I appreciate you, man. And I'm excited to, to share this, share with the, with more people more often. So, you know, well, that's, thanks that's for opening great. the door. Can, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we can, uh, I think maybe, uh, end, uh, end on that, at least for the, for the podcast here. So thank you so much for your, Time. If people at this point now, people obviously can connect with you on LinkedIn. Uh, so obviously, these were so focused on LinkedIn. What? Uh, so somebody that wants to connect with you for business or personal, uh, you know, they're looking to get some help with their business. They have questions about automating things, you know, with their their business, uh, or they just want to connect with you personally. So what are the best ways for people to uh, to connect with you? The best way, I mean, if they're on Facebook, I, I'm sorry, I have my own little page right there. It's a, it's a, a public page. It's, a, it's called Easy to Scale. Uh, Easy to Scale. I'm, I'm posting more information on there. I'm, I just opened it up, so I'm still working with it. They can, work, they can find me there. They can go to my website. I'm building a, a website on the back end, so it's a temporary website now, but it's still up and running. Um, that's scalethroughautomation.com. Um, you know, that's, I couldn't find a, a uh, you know, uh, a shorter word, so I had to figure that one out. <laughs> so, um, but no, it's that's my company's called um, the STA Group. So it's scalethroughautomation.com. Those are probably the be the the easiest ways. Um, I'm always posting on LinkedIn. You know, a, a lot of uh, if you know if they're B2B and they want more information on on um, you know uh, just business in general, um, I'm going to be posting on LinkedIn. Um, starting in two weeks, I'm going to be having a weekly podcast. In fact, I have a studio now. I'm going to be doing a podcast. And I'm going to be bringing on guests that um, you know, specialize in certain things and just and just business owners, um, uh, business-minded entrepreneurs to to share um, with uh, with with my network of people um, what they do and maybe they can you know um, network and maybe they can help them um, in certain situations. So a podcast will be coming out soon. But the best way right now is through uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and uh, and um, my website at scaledthroughautomation.com. Great. Well, we'll put notes for links for everything within the podcast episode. And as new ones develop, just let me know. We'll add those into the, uh, to the podcast uh, episodes or notes as well. Awesome. All right. I'll, I'll do that. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Errol Helps Entrepreneurs Increase Visibility, Credibility, and Profitability. If you enjoyed the conversation today and you find yourself wanting more, there is. These conversations are recorded live in our closed Facebook community for entrepreneurs called LinkedIn Mastery. Head on over to Facebook for LinkedIn Mastery to find the extended clip of this recording along with many other conversations and resources to help you in your entrepreneurial journey. Just be sure to replace the Y at the end of Mastery with three E's and join us at LinkedIn Mastery.